welcome to the first episode of Bear Necessities, the official Coventry Bears podcast of 2021. We live at CoventryBears.com and if you're not already subscribed, then please do so as it really does help. I'm one of your hosts, Dave Musson, and joining me as always is my co-pilot and former Bears fullback, Craig Cathcart. Craig, it's been a while since we did this. How are you? Yeah, I'm all good, mate. The sun is out. Rugby league is nearly here, so it's all it's all looking good at the moment. We're we seem to be reaching the end of this pandemic as well. So uh, fans back in the stadium soon, I hope. And um, yeah, it's all looking up, all looking up, isn't it? Yeah, fans potentially back in the stadium. Us back doing podcasting. As you say, the sun out. Rugby league on the horizon. Definitely, definitely reasons to be cheerful. So um, yeah. This is this is basically the start of our podcast's pre-season work. Um, and we wanted to kick things off just by easing our way back into things because, well, at last, we've we actually got something to talk about. So in this episode in particular, we're going to have a look at the League One fixtures for 2021. We're going to talk, as we've already touched on a little bit, about the, um, the possible return of fans to watch games in the stadium. Um, and I'm sure we'll cover some other stuff too. We won't go too long and too deep because there's still a few weeks left before the season starts. We want to save ourselves some things to talk about, but um, but yeah, that's the rough plan for this episode. But actually, before we get to that, we are, we've got an interview to bring you with Bears Director of Rugby, Alan Robinson. So Craig caught up with him on the weekend and um, well, let's not waste any more time. Here's what Alan had to say. So Alan, how are you? Yeah, I'm great. Thanks, Craig. It's been a really odd year, hasn't it? Uh, it is a year now, pretty much, since we first went into lockdown uh, last March. And it's been a massive change for everyone over the last year. But owning and running a sports club must have been really difficult for you. Yeah, it's been. It doesn't feel like a year, um, but it's, it is, yeah. And uh, yeah, of course, it's been a massive challenge. Um, I think really because we took things step by step and I think it was drawn out for everybody, wasn't it, last summer? So we thought we may be able to get up and running. And of course, we we weren't, you know, that the realities of it was was far from what everybody thought at the time. But I think uh, there's a bit of light at the end of the tunnel, hopefully now. So, you know, we're just getting ready for that and getting geared up for it. Yeah. And, and what's it been like? Um, you know, obviously things have changed constantly throughout the year. Um, you know, at one stage, uh, I think I think it was November, wasn't it, where the, the players were back training and stuff. And then about two weeks later, you went, we went back into lockdown again. Um, so what's it been like trying to prepare uh, for the start of the season with everything changing constantly? Um, I think last year, um, the RFL has done a, done a tremendous job, I think. Um, they've really helped the clubs and helped the clubs prepare properly. Um there's been a lot of work done, obviously, behind the scenes from from last summer, I guess, from sort of June, July, when that process started. And that was all then really looking forward to what we, we needed to do to be able to have a pre-season. Um, I thought we were really ahead of the game. Um, uh, we worked really, really hard to, to get things set up. It was difficult because, obviously, you can only train at certain um, in a certain way. And Obviously, a lot of venues were closed, and at the time last year, we'd been training at Warwick School, uh, you know, which is a great facility um, and a 4G pitch. But obviously, it's a school; it, it was open to the public, and that was all completely shut. So, we had to reassess everything, you know, where we were going to train, what we were going to do. Um, I think, thankfully, at the time, I got in touch with um, with Rich Draper and, uh, and Noel at Urban Sports Fitness over over in uh, Warwick. 
and, and they're really helpful. They helped us get get sort of um, that venue signed off by the RFL. Um, they had a huge padded area there that we started doing some contact work and we, we managed to get signed off properly to, to do everything in the right way. But I think over the Christmas period, we, we had a number of sessions there. Um, and then in the new year, um, we, we actually had a, a session at, um, uh, at an outside venue, which, which we've, we've had signed off now as well, which is, is um, King Henry's private school on the A45 oh, yeah. there near the airport. So, um, you know, we've, we've, it's been a massive challenge because obviously we, we were lucky to be able to get started and we had those number of sessions. I think we had four or five sessions together when a lot of other clubs had made the decision just to wait until the new year. But because we knew it was secure and we had everything in place, we decided to, to bring everyone together sort of once a week on a weekend. And it was really secure and you know, organized and, and, and well, you know, and professionally set up. So, um, but obviously since then, everything's changed again so i guess um over the over the last year one of the main challenges has been keeping the the group and keeping everyone in the club together and you know we'll we'll have a interview with richard squires at some point soon but um i think you've been keeping everyone busy haven't you with zoom calls and and everything else um i noticed that the that, that some of the socials have shared that so um, what's it been like keeping everyone, uh, not just the players, but the staff and everyone else, um, you know, keeping in contact with them over the last year? I think due to everything that's been going on, it's brought us all a bit closer together. We've got yeah. used to that now where we've been online a lot. and We've been talking a lot. So I suppose, you know, normally you might come together and have a training session, you know, have a have, you know, have your conversations and have your discussions with players. Now it's, it's, we've had all the time in the world to be able to talk to people to, to get the boys in the right mindset. I think we're really lucky that we did get those sessions in November and December and uh, together because it, it just got all that out of the way, you know, that kind of bonding, a little bit of bonding, and the boys being able to meet each other properly. We do have a massive, you know, the squad's really big and it's new. So yeah. we needed to do that. And, and I think we were lucky to be able to get that done. And now that we've had that second lock, you know, that another lockdown in January, it's it, we've been a little bit ahead of the game, I feel, with that. So, you know, we've been able to focus then a bit more on the online stuff now in this lockdown, and the boys have yeah. been able to pick it up and have really got on with it. When yeah. before it would have been a little bit more difficult, you know, if they hadn't met each other and it would have been another extension of not being together. So, you know, I'm really confident that, that that stood us in good stead and the boys have been working really hard. I've been, been part of those sessions as well, myself, and it's been brilliant. You know, the boys have been... They're all on there. They're all working hard. They've all got their plans in place, and uh, for each, you know, all their individual goals. And and Rich and Dave have been absolutely fantastic. I can praise praise those guys enough for for what they've been doing to keep everyone on track. So yeah, I've been really pleased. And um, you know, it, it's considering the way everything is, you know, it's good. I think we're in a good place at the minute. That's brilliant. And um, you've mentioned the RFL already. Um, I mean, looking. For me, looking on from the outside, it looks to me that the RFL have been a massive support for clubs. Has, has that been the case with the Bears? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think the RFL has done a great job um, with all the with everything they've done with the government to to bring it to the clubs and to make it easy to understand for the clubs. But I think the fact that the RFLs worked so closely with the government and brought rugby league to the table. With with the government, you know, has been has been really really good, and 
you know, it's given everyone a lot of confidence, I think, and which is what was needed. So thanks to Alan for joining us. And um, and sorry that the, the recording cut out um, mid-flow. For some reason, Skype obviously didn't want you to hear the whole thing, um, <laughs> but there's still plenty of good stuff there. So Craig, I mean, you chatted to Alan and we'll, we'll touch on the, the things that, the, um, that Skype just deleted from the last couple of minutes. But let's start with the things that we, we did get to hear. I mean, obviously last year was tough, but he sounds pretty positive about the steps the club have taken and and just how their new season preparation is all looking, doesn't he? I, I was really, um, really impressed with um, how positive Al was. Uh, he's, he's really used this year to focus on moving the club forward. He clearly has a very good relationship with his coaching staff, uh, with Richard Squires and Dave Scott. Uh, the players have um, bonded uh, through through this period. Um, not only are they teammates, they're all, all friends and uh, have met regularly throughout. Um, I know that Alan's got big plans for the season ahead and uh, plans to move the club forward in the future as well. So it's, um, you know, I think some throughout this pandemic i think to be fair a lot of clubs seem to have used the time to focus and and be positive and try and move forward some have managed it better than others but i think throughout considering the um the amount of times the goalposts and everything changed uh you know and there was the whole trying to get players tested and everything else you know alan's had to deal with an awful lot to keep the color keep the club going throughout and he's done a fantastic job him and debbie have, have both been amazing at at keeping everyone focused and positive and uh the club's in a good good position now for the season ahead mm, and i think i think what really struck me listening to the interview was when you hear it laid out just how much stuff has to be done like it's it's credit as you say to Alan, to Debbie, and to the coaching staff who who joined us for our our, our live video podcast um, before Christmas, and were you know we were very impressed with. Um, but just how much stuff goes on besides yeah. thinking about what happens on the pitch, like all of the detail about you know having that great training facility secured and then having it taken away just like that because it was part of a school and it was it's it was been shut down, and then having to find other training facilities and having to get those new train training facilities approved by the RFL. So everything was ready to go. And, you know, this is when you bear in mind that it's such a small operation at the bears in terms of how many people are involved. It's not like a super league club where you've got a whole host of staff doing yeah. this for you. And it's, as you say, it's to stay positive as well. It's, it really does feel like the club's in a good place and it's, it's been heartening to see across rugby league, how much positivity they've been because traditionally we're not, <clears throat> Traditionally, we're not a sport that's known for having a positive outlook. No. I mean, you and I accepted we're always ridiculously positive, but um, it really does. It really does feel like there's been a coming together across yeah. the sports community. I think there's been some good leadership shown, as Alan touched on from the RFL as well. So, you know, it, it all ties into this. Fans are going to be desperate for the sport to come back, and as you say, and as Alan was saying, clubs have taken the time to to do some thinking and do some planning. So it's an important year for the sport isn't it and it feels like it feels like clubs like the bears and the rest of the community are, are really getting set to make the most of it yeah i think um you know last year was pretty devastating for super league uh you had the the likes of toronto wolf pack um going to the wall and that you know there was a very divided uh rugby league uh rugby league fans and clubs and everything else were very divided over the issue and whether or not 
Wolfpack should be allowed back in. Um, and, you know, sadly, they were voted out of Super League. Uh, and um, things did, didn't seem great at that point. But since then, I, I think there has been a real togetherness within the sport, particularly in Championship and League One, I would say. Um, you know, the Championship and League One clubs know that they need each other. Uh, they know they know that um, without all the clubs in the game, you know the sport is nothing. Um, so it's really good to see a lot of positive messages coming out on social media. It's really good to see that the um, you know the RFL had a really difficult job and they've coped very very well with it. Um, I think they've been a real um, you know very strong throughout this whole process they've managed to secure government funding and everything else uh, to, to keep uh, the sport going and you know it's, it's looking really good um, with the season ahead and the timing of when they pushed it back to um, you know and, and hopefully the return of fans and, and bumper gates for clubs as well. Yeah definitely so Obviously, um, Skype sort of denied us of, of the entirety of your interview. And there was a couple of minutes there that, that unfortunately we didn't get to come through. Um, just wanted to just just check in as to as to what other key things Alan had to say. I mean, I know we were talking before we pushed record and, and Alan was mentioning how pleased he is with the playing squad. And obviously we will be talking to, to Rich Squires and, and, and Dave Scott in future episodes. So we probably don't need to cover that too much other than to say he's very pleased with the shape of the squad but some other some other headlines from the bits that the uh, the gods of skype have denied us from hearing so uh we covered off what the start of the season looks like um that's i think the first game is what is it 8th of may um uh, 9th yeah 9th of may and there's there's obviously been an announcement um since then that elite sports uh will can will start to have fans coming in from what the 23rd or 27th of, mm, of May 20, yeah 22nd I think 22nd <laughs> not very good with my dates here <laughs> so uh, I mean we covered that um, it looks like potentially it all being well that um, only the Barrow game which is the opening game of the season um, might be behind closed doors um, hopefully other home games fans will be allowed back in by then mm-hmm. Um it's it's looking really good. I mean, Alan talked about um, how how close the squad were. Um, they are starting to ramp up, um, or will be starting proper preseason training soon. Um, they had started in November, but following that lockdown, it um, things were on pause for a little while. Um, we also covered off the Challenge Cup. Um, because the Bears have entered the Challenge Cup um, every year that they've been in League One and, and even before that. Um, a number of League One clubs, including the Bears, haven't entered the Challenge Cup this year. Uh, the reason for that being that because of the start of the season has been pushed back, um, if all the League One teams had entered, they'd have probably been looking at this weekend um, to start the first round. And then uh, two weeks' time for the for the second round. So, with the Bears and and, and the players being out out of action for so long, it's been a year since they they've played a match. Uh, it just logistically would have been very difficult to get everyone in for preseason training and get them conditioned to be able to play a competitive game at this part this point, particularly if as the start of the season doesn't start till till May. So. Um, I think it's the right decision. Uh, I think Alan was, 
you know, obviously he's disappointed that the, the club aren't going to be there this year, but he has to think about uh, the best for the for the players and the club and also for the league campaign as well. What you don't want is putting players into a competitive game too early uh, and potentially getting injuries and everything else. Um, you know, so they'll be back next year, no doubt about it. Um, this year is 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 all about focusing now and getting the team ready for that opening game. Um, Alan also mentioned that potentially there'll be a pre-season game. Um, and uh, while it's not finalised yet, it's looking like that might be Bradford Bulls, which would be really good. Um, that will be, I think, sometime in mid-March. So uh, watch this space in terms of getting that confirmed. But that's a really interesting um, pre-season game. And I think it... it w- for me, it would be quite good if we could get this as a regular pre-season against Bradford. They're a great club, and um, you know that would be a really good good option going forward. Yeah, and and just lastly, I know we were talking before we pushed record. Alan kind of hinted at his his aspirations for this squad and um, playoffs. They look they're they're looking at the playoffs, aren't they? Well, he Alan thinks that the squad is the strongest they've ever had. Uh, the Bears have ever had in League One. Um, and mainly it's because of the number of uh, the amount of experience uh, there's championship league one uh, experience in the squad there's players who've played at large numbers of games in league one and in the championship there's competition for places across the board there's some really good young players in there um, and while um, in the past the Bears were signing a lot of project players some of which turned out to be very good players Um what they've signed this year is experience. And um, I think there's no reason why the Bears can't push the playoffs this year. They're, they're very, um, they've been written off in quite a lot of quarters. I saw some some champ, uh, League One odds and the Bears were 50 to one um, with the highest odds. Um, so I think they'll surprise a few people this year. And, uh, you know, Al is, is certainly very confident about um, how things are going. Um, and not only that, he knows he's got a very good coaching set up this year. Um, Richard and Dave complement each other brilliantly and are work, have worked so hard over the last year. And, uh, you know, the spirit and, and togetherness within the, within the squad is really high as well. Yeah, definitely. So uh, maybe worth a, a sneaky punt on the Bears as well there at those odds, definitely. Well, thanks as ever to Alan for joining us and thanks, Craig, for sorting that interview as well. And I I know we'll be hearing from him again soon. Um, so we look forward to having him back on the show. Now, before we um, before we wrap up this first episode of, of our new year, um, I did say at the start we've got some bring we've we've actually got some news to bring you, and you know I wasn't lying. Um, it was very exciting to see the full fixture list for the twenty twenty one Betfred League One season released a couple of weeks ago. So in terms of Bears and home games, as we've already mentioned, the Bears are going to start the season at home on Sunday the 9th of May against Barrow Raiders. And then they travel to West Wales on the 15th of May. And then they've got London Scholars at home on the 23rd and Rochdale at home a week later. And then if we look at the rest of the season, picking out the home games. So in June and July, we've got four home games in a row. So that's Workington on the 13th of June, Keithley on the 20th of June, Doncaster on the 27th of June and Hunslet on the 4th of July. And then we've got 
North Wales Crusaders on the 8th of August and West Wales Raiders on the 22nd of August and all the other matches are away with the regular season ending with a trip to Rochdale on the 12th of September. Now all of those fixtures are available on the Bears website. I appreciate I rattled through them very quickly there. Um, but Craig, I mean, before we before we come back to the point about potentially crowds coming back, just your thoughts on those those opening fixtures and I, I guess the fact that we've got them, but that, that first month in particular, so Barrow at home, West Wales away, Scholars at home and Rochdale at home. It's, that's going to be an interesting test as to where the Bears are at this year, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, uh, Barrow at home is your opening game. <laughs> is uh, you know that's a tough one, isn't it? Barrow are our favourites to win the league this year, and uh, you know they've signed some very, very, very good players this uh, you know this close season. So that's a tough one, but you might as well get these games out out of the way. Um, at, at least it's at home, and the players will be fired up and ready to go for that one. Um, it's a you know this that'll be a good measure of of what the squad's looking like because uh, Barrow will certainly be um, be one of the hot favourites to win the league. Um, it's it's quite strange the way that the fixtures are set out, I have to say, because three home games in the first month um, uh, and then there's other months where there there's only one home game. But I think at the start of the season, uh, what you don't want is, is long away trips. Um, you know, so having three home games, that's that will certainly um, give the give the squad some confidence. The players will be uh, looking forward to it, and um, there's a good chance to get off to a good start with having those three home games. You know, within the first month, um, West Wales uh, away. That's an interesting one. That'll be a good measure again of, of where the Bears are, and also where West Wales are, because they've signed a number of high-profile players. Uh, they brought in a couple of big money signings as well, so uh, be really, really interesting. Um, you know, I think um, you know it would be good to see um, some of the signings that West Wales have made, but I, you know, I, I think the Bears will go there with a point to prove, um, particularly um, you know after last time. Yeah, so you know that's uh, it's a really interesting month, um, certainly, and. You know, all of those will be tough games, but um, I would certainly say that there, there's a good chance of that, that all of those are winnable games if the conditions are right and that the, the squad perform to the best of their ability. Um, you know, as I said, there's a real good chance to get off to a good start. I mean, you saw the, the year Whitehaven won the league. Um, you know, they weren't underdogs by any means, but no one expected them to... Um, to push on and, and win the title uh, and they got a good start early on in the season and they just sailed on through after that you know a good start will give you confidence and give you uh, you know once you get a good run going you've, you've got every chance of doing well in the league yeah and also look at look at obviously it's a different sport but look at the Premier League um, football there have been so many shock results this year yeah. so many teams that have uh surpassed expectations like you just you just don't know how particularly if there are going to be a couple of games early on that are behind closed doors yeah that that might affect different players and different teams differently it might throw up some shock results and then like you say if you get a couple of wins under your belt early on you're building momentum and this season 
like la- not last season of the last season we had 2019 was such a stop start season that it was it was really frustrating and really difficult to build any kind of momentum and to recover from defeats or to build on wins this season it is bang 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 match 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 pretty much from from the 9th of may right through to the 12th of september so if you get in a purple patch of form then that's that's going to be really positive this year so I, i'm fascinated to see how it pans out and that that first month i you know, instantly you look at the fixture list and you think, okay, target the West Wales game, target the Scholars game as as potentially winnable. But then either of those Barrow or Rochdale ones, you never know what might happen. We, we've over the time we've done this podcast, we've seen the Bears record some incredible results at home against big teams, and you just don't know. So I guess we may as well come back to the potential return of crowds at this point as well. So obviously, this is there's a lot of ifs and buts here, but if the government roadmap goes to goes to plan there and that there's as we said earlier hopefully only the one home match that will be behind closed doors so potentially we're looking at fans back for the scholars game on the 23rd of may now even with social distancing in place as it will almost certainly be that would be a real boost to have fans back for that game wouldn't it yeah i mean the uh, the bears don't get the biggest crowds in the league um, but they get what they do get is uh, a very loud bunch uh, of, of fairly hardcore fans that come to every game. Um, no doubt they'll be big, you know, they'll, they'll, everyone will be delighted to be back. And I think it'll be a, a really nice atmosphere. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of people that I consider as friends just through watching the Bears and going up to the games and you know you see the same faces and you have a chat and you know share a drink or whatever else with people so it's going to be brilliant to 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 see all those people again and and I think everyone as I said will be absolutely delighted but more than that they'll be delighted to be uh, watching the team and cheering them on so expect a lot of noise um you know social distancing or not i think there'll be um, a real togetherness in the stadium and uh, everyone will be right on it you know having a drink and getting in the sunshine and, and enjoying the game definitely definitely and and as the first one back potentially for fans i mean this, the scholars game is a is always a, a a close one it's always a tasty one and i know from from the work i do for 4020 magazine I, I was lucky enough to to speak to to their head coach a few weeks ago about their plans for the season and if they feel like they're in a similar place as the bears as well so you know there's it's a really open league this year i think it's yeah. it's going to be it's going to be probably the most competitive we've, we've ever seen it so yeah i'm i'm counting down the days already um well i mean i think we're almost close to being done for this episode as i say this is our first one back in pre-season so we don't want to overstretch ourselves right away um and we will be back again soon because as we already talked about we've got plans to chat to the coaching staff and do a more thorough season preview the closer we get to it and of course there's a world cup to get excited about too and actually on that note we should mention that applications are open to volunteer at the world club um, so there are opportunities to do some volunteering within coventry at the rico arena for the australia scotland game in the men's tournament um and beyond that um in other parts of the country as well so if you want to find out more there are details on the bears website and links off to the the application portal if you fancy it um but other than that, I think I think that feels like we've covered off as much as we need to here. Unless there's anything else you think we should mention right here and now, Craig? No, as I said, we've got lots to go through in, in upcoming episodes. Um, just on the volunteering point, I mean, I'd, I'd love to do it myself personally if I had the time. But um, I know people that volunteered at the last 
the last time there was a rugby league world cup here i know there's uh, people who volunteered at the rugby union world cup as well so i would really urge people to give it a go it's just a fantastic experience to to be involved in something like that and it's going to be the biggest rugby league world cup yet it's going to be uh it's looking really positive in terms of it going ahead this year um lots of good news coming out in, in relation to that tournament and uh it's going to be really amazing so get your name down and get volunteering and and uh you won't regret it i would say yeah i second that definitely okay Right, we're going to go off and enjoy the sunshine. I strongly suggest you all do the same. So we're going to sign off. Thanks so much for coming back to us. We're excited about the new year. We will be back here soon. But um, yeah, take care. See you soon. And Craig, thanks as always for joining. Thanks, mate. Cheers.